That's good. Good morning, everyone. Um, uh, great to see you all, not all, some of you again, uh, because that's all together is the only one time we see all together. <clears throat> um, we will be going through the book of Acts again, uh, Acts chapter uh, 12. Mm, before that, uh, I do remember a very interesting story. Literally happened this one in, in Kerala, South India. So Catholic Church is one of the predominant uh, church in, uh, in Kerala, my state. <clears throat> the number of people come to uh, the church will massively increase at the time of Passover or at the time of Easter. I think the Easter Sunday, you can't get in. You know, people will be queuing up outside. That's the only one time most of the people come to church also. Um, so, and they have a, uh, this, uh, so they call them, they won't call them priests, they call them father, uh, the priest. And they have a counseling kind of session there. So there was a guy who was addicted to alcohol. Um, so this uh, father being counseling him, talking to him, son, this is not the best way, you know, so Jesus loves you. And he, you know, just like he came out from alcohol, his uh, addiction. Um, so, but the problem was Passover week was not great for him. The emotional uh, roller coaster, he was hearing about God, Jesus, death, and kind of things, you know, that's really uh, affected him back. So, uh, and this father is a brilliant counselor, but he always used the emotional tool to attract people to Christ, you know. Oh, look at the, the blood was spilled, and, you know, if you stood there, it will come and spread on your face, you know, you will be covered with blood, you know, that was Jesus, you know. So, it was true, but he over-dramatized to, to emotionally manipulate people so people will stick with the church. What happened after the Easter service, the father was going back to his uh, house, then saw this was, guy was completely drunkard and uh, on the street, you know, I was thinking, my goodness, all this work, all my effort is completely lost. He's back to his, you know, just like a bad life now. So he called him back on the next week and asked, what happened to your son? What really happened? Father, how can I stand there, by hearing how Jesus was brutally murdered, I can't cope with emotion, you know. After you preach, I decided to have a couple of pegs to deal with the emotional pressure. That's all that happened. So all I'm saying, sometimes people can use emotion to drag people to Jesus, but it won't sustain. There is a limit there. But we need to rely on the work of the Holy Spirit, you know. So that will enable us to, uh, 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 in the midst of all kinds of situations, will stable us to follow Jesus. So this is kind of uh, Easter weeks are coming. So the reason we are following Jesus is not because we have some emotional, or after hearing uh, or seeing Passion of Christ, and uh, it's not that the main reason. It's actually Holy Spirit is revealing in our heart how much he loved us, how much he paid for us. You know, the, the truth that is gripping in our heart will enable us to walk uh, and follow Jesus. And even when we are emotionally down or up, the work of the Holy Spirit will enable us to follow Jesus. Let's go to book of, uh, 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 book of Acts chapter 12, and uh, we will be reading that. And Johnny is going to help me to read from that. Let's welcome Johnny. Hey. 
Ready? It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. After arresting him, um, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four guards of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quickly, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Then the angel, of, then the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what, um, that what was um, happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. Sorry. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. And when they walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked to the outer entrance, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter was at the door. You're out of your mind, they told him. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet, and described how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. Tell James and the brothers about this, he said, and then he left for another place. In the morning, there was, so, um, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. After Herod had a thorough search made for him, did not find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. Then Herod went from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there for a while. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They now joined together and sought an audience with him, having secured and supported, um, supported the, um, secured the support of Blastus, a trusted personal servant of the king. They asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food supply. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, This is the voice of a god, not a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to increase and spread. When Barnabas and Saul um, had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. Oh, thank you. Um, so Acts chapter uh, 1 8 saying, uh, you know, just like after the coming of the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 1 8 is like uh, Jesus was asking his disciples, don't go out, wait for the Holy Spirit. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit and you will be empowered. Don't go out with, uh, or with, without my strength, you know, just wait for the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 12 till uh, 6 till 12 is mainly 
talking about how gospel is reaching out to, to the Gentiles. Let's, if I can bring the, some of the PowerPoints, uh, that will en- enable you to just uh, uh, go through. Uh, okay, next one, please. I'll try my thing if it doesn't work. Oops. Okay, that's Acts chapter uh, 6, beginning with the Greek-speaking Jewish uh, people. So before that, just exclusively for Jewish people, they're living in Jerusalem. Uh, Then uh, we will come to Acts chapter 6, we can see that Greek-speaking Jewish people are coming to Jesus. Then Acts chapter 8, the Samaritans coming to Jesus. Acts chapter 8 again, the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, so uh, before they were completely uh, uh, restricted by the gospel. Oh, it's coming, my goodness. Technology, here we go. Um, uh, Acts chapter 8, the Samaritan is coming to uh, Jesus. Uh, In Acts chapter 8 again, the Ethiopian, the eunuch, coming to uh, Jesus. Acts chapter 10, one of my, uh, I love that story, you know, the, the Gentile, the uh, the centurion coming to Jesus, he having a vision of the sheet coming down, and the Peter also see, uh, Peter seeing the vision of the sheet coming down, and the centurion uh, getting saved. At, at the end of uh, Acts chapter 11, we can see that the Gentiles in Antioch hearing the gospel. So from Jewish community, they are hearing the gospel to, to the Gentiles in, uh, in, in Greek-speaking, in Antioch, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Gentiles in, uh, like uh, Ethiopians, uh, and in Samarians, people, different people are coming to know Jesus. In Acts chapter 12, uh, this is the last time you are hearing the church in Jerusalem. After that, you will hear about church, church in Jerusalem, but it's, it's reference from Paul. But mainly, this is the last time you can uh, literally read something uh, uh, fresh about, the, 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 uh, about the, the church in Jerusalem after this story is uh, going uh, much further away from the, uh, uh, from, uh, from the Jerusalem church. Oh, okay. Who is, uh, uh, I'd like to make some of the people familiar with you, then uh, this, as the story goes forward, it will be easy. Who is Herod? Herod was Herod, Agrippa I, a grandson of uh, Herod the Great. Uh, uh, he's the grandson of Herod the Great. So you know, you know Herod the Great, he's the one killed the babies. At the time, at the time of the birth of Jesus, he killed the babies. Herod, the, 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 the next Herod was the one persecuted and killed uh, John the Baptist because he was against some of the sinful life. Uh, um, uh, uh, the Herod was uh, leading. Then John the Baptist just uh, uh, pointed this thing. So what, what, what happened? He killed him in order to please his people, in order to please the, the audience, in order to maintain his, uh, uh, his uh, royal status, he killed. So who is James in this one? The, the, he is the martyr James was Jesus' disciple, son of Zebedee, brother of John. This is not the James uh, wrote the book of uh, uh, James. He's not the brother of uh, Jesus James. So, uh, so I'm just giving some ideas not to confuse. So Passover meal is mentioned in this one. Uh, unleavened bread is mentioned in this one. So it's, again, we are quite familiar with this one. It's referred to the end day spring festival that unites Passover and the feast of unleavened uh, bread. Talking about four squads of soldiers, uh, that is uh, one squad is uh, four people, so, uh, so 16 guards were guarding, or not 60 of them together, but they were in charge, responsible for Peter to, to uh, look after. 
what is the reason uh, Peter was killed? What's the, what's the reason, you know? So we're looking at uh, the reason. The main reason was when James was killed, um, he, he, he recognized the response from the Jewish people. They would say, yes, Herod, what you did was really right, you know? So you are the right king. We want to support you more because this kind of group of people, they are completely against Jewish religion and what you're doing is completely acceptable. We want to give you more support. So he saw that the support he's gaining was improving. So then he decided, oh, James was not a well-known leader. He was just a disciple. There is a well-known figure there. His name is Peter. If I kill him, Boy, can you imagine how much support I'm going to get? So let's catch Peter. That's the main reason he was targeting uh, the leader. Uh, so the disciple James was a, a, is a kind of a leader, but he was uh, completely targeting Peter because in the book of Acts, you can see that when Peter preached, 3,000 people got saved, and he was kind of a growing leader. He, has a, he got a greater influence among the people. Not only that, uh, from Jewish community, he's going to the Gentiles, see the 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 Cornelius came to know Jesus. Maybe Herod came, about, came to know about this story. You know. So Peter becoming more and more dangerous. Church is becoming more and more dangerous. His authority was threatened. Then he thought, the best thing I can do now to stop the key leader, that is Peter. It's not just at that time, even that happens now, you know. Politicians use political religious card to gain uh, uh, approval and acceptance from the people. So sometimes uh, Cameron claimed to be a Christian, I don't know, let God be the judge. But sometimes he gave weird Easter messages, nothing to do with Jesus. So he just gave an amazing message about Easter, but hey, again he's saying, I'm a Christian. Sometimes uh, Obama says, I'm a Christian, come Muslim, I'm come and, and uh, I'm, I'm approved, approved by everyone. So he used some of the cards, you know. Some Trump is using his Trump card because I'm anti-Muslim now, you know. So, so it just to get attention and political support from the people so that they can live, maintain their power and authority. In India, Modi, he's a famous figure, you know, so he's a Hindu kind of supported by a prime minister, you know, so he's a Hindu-led uh, uh, party or just like a mainly supported by Hindus, you know. He always says, okay, we should build more temples, you know, or then he goes to the yoga festival. He, he, he you know, just he sent lots of people to internationally to send yoga to all over the world, you know. So then he becoming using the political religious card to get the power. The same thing happening in the Book of the herald was using the political card, killing church, crushing church, killing leaders, arresting leaders in order to get approval and support from the crowd. Let's go to the uh, next one. Why after Passover? So if you, when you read that one, he was arrested. So Peter was arrested. So, so Peter was kept in prison. That's in chapter, uh, chapter 12, verse 5. Uh, he was kept in prison, but the church was eagerly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was bring to him to trial, Peter was sleeping. So, uh, uh, so, so he decided not to bring him to trial before, before the Passover. There are many reasons. The political reason is the main thing. Herod wanted to show how carefully he observed the Passover, even though he was not a Jew. 
He, he doesn't have nothing to do with the Jewish, uh, uh, Jewish religion, but he was kind of a ruler mixed with the uh, Roman Jewish kind of things. You know, so he wanted to show that, guys, look at me. I don't want to kill someone. You know, you know that killing someone at the time of Passover is a sin. You know, I know that. You know, so it's, it's a, even if it's a criminal, even deserve death, but I want to focus on the Passover. So what I will do, I will put him into the prison. I will do the business later. So he wanted to show that how devoted he was. And second thing, he wanted to, uh, want to show, he wanted to wait until the pilgrim crowd went home fearing a right. You know, so if... If some of the people bring some trouble, because at the time of Passover, not one person, two person, thousands and thousands and thousands of people come to the city for Passover celebration and festival. If something goes wrong, things are out of control. So he wanted to show that he is a devoted person towards the Passover festival. Not only if something goes wrong, Things can be out of control, so making sure that things are under control. Second thing. Third thing, he wanted to wait until he had the full attention of the Jewish people. If you're doing something at the time of festival, people will be more focusing into festival. They will be more celebrating, eating. So they will be more into Passover. Or maybe emotionally, they are more drawn to the religious activity. Herod can completely miss gaining the attention uh, from the Jewish people. There are a couple of reasons. There should be uh, some other reasons also there. But what's happening on the other end? There's a small church, weak, minority. Not only that, in the book of Acts chapter 12, verse 1 says at the time, you know, just like he arrested uh, 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 James and put to death. That's the story of the church, weak, no one to speak up. No one to fight. Only thing they are doing, they are gathered in the house of Mother of Mary, uh, uh, you know, Mother of the Mary, uh, John's house, and, uh, and, and praying there. They are a minority. So, uh, in, in, in verse 5, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. I like to, uh, to spend a bit of time there on the earnest prayer. The word used there is ectinos. So I'm going to use some of my uh, Greek uh, you know, knowledge. So, so I don't want to miss the opportunity to use my Greek. So the one word I'm going to use it is ectinos. You know, so that, through that you will know that I, I know Greek. That's the only point. Okay, ectinos is, uh, is uh, oh, maybe Tom Lee can explain the second bit. You know, so uh, you don't know that. Greek word, but a medical term describing stretching of a muscle to its limit. That means ectinos. So that's the word, the same word, stretching out all they can for something, you know. So they're, they're using their maximum capacity. That's the word they use. We can see the same word in Luke chapter 22, verse 44, at the, at the, at the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was praying to Father, you know, if it is your will, protect these disciples. God, you know, just like, a, that's the same word he used, the ectinos word. That means the church felt the only one hope they have is God. They don't have any political support. They don't have any physical strength. They know that. They are completely shut down. They just heard a news. 
their brother. Can you imagine? You're hearing a news, you know, just like a, uh, uh, don't be, take me wrong, you know. So, for example, I really love some of my brothers. So for example, Sam Briggins, you know, Sam Briggs, you know, just like a, oh, he was arrested. Uh, Debbie is not that happy, you know. So, can you use a different name, please? That's the expression from Debbie coming. Okay, Sam was arrested for gospel. He was, he was, he was, you know, he's, he's, he's in the, he's in, he's somewhere in Saudi Arabia, he's somewhere in Egypt, you know, somewhere in Middle East, you know, he was carrying the gospel, something happened, you know, so we don't sit back and relax with our iPad. We don't just simply sit and go through our Facebook. We don't just do our Snapchat. We don't just go through our WhatsApp. What we do Gather and pray, God, politically we are stuck. We need our brother back. God, do something. Okay, politically the government tried to do something. They said, no, we are not going to release. The only one hope we have is praying to God. Their situation is much, much worse. The leader is gone. Jesus is dead, and they know that one. He is alive, but here, now, James is gone. Now, Peter, a key leader, he is arrested, and he's waiting for the death trial. Definitely, he is going to be killed. There is no doubt about that one. So, there is only one hope for them. God set him free. Lord, set Peter free, you know. So God, do something. So they were earnestly praying. They were praying day and night. God, do something. What's happening? Next. Um, so Tim Keller and John Piper put it in this way. To pray is to accept that we are and always will be wholly dependent on God for everything. This world can use many other opportunities to deal with some of the circumstances. Even though we have options, even in the midst of the options, we believe the options, even the options are given by the grace of God. Even the option, if the option needs to be to, be, to work, we need the grace of God. God needs to work. For example, when you're taking a paracetamol as a Christian, I believe this is not the work of the paracetamol, the work of the God through the paracetamol setting me free. I didn't hear any amen for that, especially from uh, doctors, you know. So, no, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, you know, when you are taking a treatment, we are not trusting in the treatment. We are believing, God, you can use Treatment to set us free, you know, that's our totally, completely relying on God. That's the prayer. John Bible put in this, prayer is the open admission that without Christ, we can do nothing. And prayer is the turning away from ourselves to God in the confidence that He will provide the help we need. Prayer humbles us as needy and exalts God as wealthy. That's what's happening at the time of prayer. God, we are completely lost. We are completely depending on you. That's the reason why in Friday prayer meeting, we are coming here and praying. At the time of beginning, I was thinking like, if you've never been to the Friday prayer meeting, I'd really like to humbly invite you, you know, just like, just try your best. Try your best. Come, 
you know, just like a time coming together as a church, you know, seeking and crying out to God. God, give us the direction. God, we need you. We need you. We need you. If you are busy, work, it's fine, you know. But if you have time, if you think, I can make it, you know, just make an effort to come and gather together and crying out to God to hear God. It will be a fantastic time relying on God more and more. The situation in the church is they were earnestly praying to God because they know that only God can set them free. Only God can deliver them. So that's the Ectinos prayer. Shall we say together the word Ectinos? Okay, you are learning Greek. Amazing, you know. So if someone asks you, do you know Greek? Yes, I know. So say Ectinos, you know. So, so that means Ectinos prayer. So just Holy Spirit was helping them to pray more earnestly. Oh, prison break. Something happening now. So, uh, uh, so the, the next thing is uh, uh, something dramatic happening. So one side, P- James was killed. The church was praying. I, was, I, I believe they were praying at that time. But what happened in between? There's a news came. James is gone. Okay. So they were, they were, what's the point of praying again? Then somebody knocked and said, Peter is arrested now. Okay. We've been praying to God for hours and hours and hours. He was killed. Is any point praying for, James, uh, for Peter now? Our prayer was not answered. We were praying to God. God set James free. But the, the result was, the answer was, he's com- completely murdered. He was gone now. Now, Peter is, Peter is arrested. Is any point praying? But the church decided to pray. That's the word repeated there, earnestly pray. So what's happening with the Peter at that time? Okay, kids, you might be familiar with some of the Legos. Okay, so, uh, uh, have you seen this Lego picture? So it's an interesting story for the kids also. So, so Peter was sleeping uh, uh, in the prison. He was chained he was not a Jimmy boy going to the gym and a six-pack muscle or three-pack muscle. He was not walking like this, you know. So he was, I was thinking like a fisherman, busy with the church, preaching the gospel. So I was thinking like physically he was not even a threat to Herod. But what, what, what happened? Herod didn't send one soldier and put him chain. He sent 16. Why? In Acts chapter 5, you can see that this guy escaped from the prison in the middle of all kind of security. So when they were looking at the history of this man, previous, uh, he, they were going through the DBS check, he found out, oh, he did something spectacular. He shamed us. That's in Acts chapter 5, you know, in the middle of, uh, 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 from the prison, they came out preaching gospel, something supernatural happened. Could be one of the reason they added more security to keep him under this prison. He was chained. Can you see that? He was chained. You know, just like a, maybe his, his legs were chained, his arms were chained. Not only that, the, the soldiers were inside. They were standing with him. Maybe next to him, day and night, opening their eyes to see is any moment. 
Oh, the chain is moving. Oh, he's moving his leg now. Oh, he's just sneezed. My goodness, what is going on? You know, so they were so anxious. Why? If he escapes, these securities or the soldiers will be dead. If you are a security or a soldier, and if you are in that circumstances, you won't sleep. <laughs> Any moment, will, you will take it extra serious. But he was sleeping in the midst of that soldiers. What happened after that? An angel appeared into the room. Peter, get up quickly. I have come to rescue, rescue you from prison. There's an angel coming. Fasten your belt. Put on your sandals. Put on your cloak. Your hair could do with a comb. It's not in the Bible, you know. <laughs> but Peter said, can we get going? I want to get out. An angel appeared and broke the chains. I know I'm in England. I'm surrounded with the nice British people. An angel? Is it a focal story? As a Christian, you believe. But sometimes we do struggle to believe. Even recognize, you know, God can send angels if he wants. Even I believe this morning, because we were worshipping the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, angels are here. Because he is God. He is surrounded with his glory and his splendor in heaven. Not only in heaven, the whole earth is filled with the glory and knowledge of God. So that means angels are here. Sometimes you can see them, sometimes you can't see them. Recently I was talking to uh, 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 Tom and some uh, other guys uh, in, in, in Luke chapter 10. There is a verse that uh, uh, says, uh, I have given you authority to trample down the serpents and scorpions. I think Luke chapter 10 verse 19 or something. Uh, let me look that one. Okay, Luke chapter 10 verse uh, uh, 19. Okay. Okay, at, at that time, Jesus, uh, uh, okay, 18, verse 18. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to tramp, uh, trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that it, the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. We love the second part, but do not rejoice you know, these things are happening, but your name is written in heaven. That's the main bit, guys. But Jesus is not saying that. Jesus gave the authority. When they went out, they cast out the evil spirit or demonic spirit. He, he healed the sick. So he was not denying the supernatural. But he was saying, that's not the main thing. When you know Jesus, when you know Jesus more and more, like 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, said, the, the Jesus came to destroy the work of devil. That's saving sinners, healing the sick people, setting the captives free, people in, being chained, you know. Even people are bent, crippled, homeless. Any kind of people being freed by the power of Gospel of grace. Sometimes you think, ooh, 
I, I love to be, my name is written in heaven, I'm saved, I'm justified, I'm fully, totally accepted. I know that he loved me first. We use the correct theological word, you know. It's not me-centered. It's all about Jesus. So that's the main thing. But Jesus' story is full of angels. Jesus' story is full of deliverance. Jesus' story is full of healings. Jesus' story is full of miraculous But that's the struggle in a Western context we do. We like to maintain the right theology. But if you're following the right theology, these things will follow. You're not following something supernatural. But when you follow Jesus, you cannot deny the supernatural. Because you're following an amazing God. It's not just in India. It's not just in Africa. God is at work everywhere. If you want to send an angel now, he can do that. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I do believe even now. How many times? Maybe we didn't see that one. But this morning, I'd like to encourage you. I'd like to provoke you. Open your spiritual eyes and be aware about the presence of God and what God is doing day and night in your life. I remember Zach Butcher sharing a couple of years back, or a couple of days back, you know, or a couple of months back. You know, so he saw an angel. You know, he saw an angel. Oh, was a, oh, that was a nice testimony. But yes, that was a nice testimony. But he saw it. He experienced that. This is not something once a year thing. When we open our eyes, this is twenty-four-seven thing. We are not talking about, hey, I saw an angel, I saw an angel. I'm not talking about that one. Be open to the Holy Spirit. Be open to the spiritual realm. You cannot deny the spiritual world that is surrounding you and the supernatural what is going on in your life. But sometimes we're forced to look at the right theology while sometimes we miss what God is doing through our life. Let me go to the next Per point, okay. So, what happened? He said, get up. The angel said to him, put your clothes and sandals, you know, just get up. And he, they are coming out and coming and knocking at the door. But the natural response was, you are beside of yourself. You're mad. You're crazy. What's wrong with you, Rhoda? Somebody knocking at the door. That is Peter. God set him free. Shigaragasi, Makushi. Oh, God set him free. Excuse me. Somebody knocking at the door. This is the reason we don't allow children in our prayer meeting. They are so disturbing. I want to focus because there's a man who's going to die now. I think that's Peter. Oh, girl, what's wrong with you? That is Peter. Can you someone go and look at, you know, so just to calm her down? They open the door. The outside, poor Peter, he wants to get in. He was keep on knocking, let me in, guys. Stop praying. The guards might be looking for me now. Hello, Mary. No, they were praying. 
now God, set him free, set him free. Or somebody's coming now. He might be hiding now. The angel is gone now. When they opened, it's Peter. They said, they said, praise the Lord. They said, shh, calm down, calm down. Because God did something. God did something supernatural. God can do amazing things in the middle of persecution. If you look at the pattern, it's not just about angels, you know. This James was killed. Peter being arrested. Actinos prayer is going on. An angel of God appearing. They are rejoicing. They were not waiting for the supernatural. That was part of their life. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of uh, prayer, even not believing God can do something, but an angel. They didn't say that, oh, an angel? My goodness. Now, they said, yes, God did something. They were not focusing on the supernatural, they are focusing on to God. Yes, God, we were helpless. We were completely stuck. But we know that through angel, through something, you can do miracles. So when we pray, don't give God to do how to do things, but believe God can do anything. Might be an angel, could be anything. His angel, that's a very controversial thing. I don't want to go there, so his angel. Sometimes uh, uh, in Jewish uh, 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 kind of uh, belief system. They believe everyone got an angel. They look like that kind of things. I don't have any theological background for that one. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going there. But there are many scriptures, you know, you fed, you spend time with angels, you fed angels, you, there are lots of angelistic, angelic kind of stuff is going on. And in the, in, in the New Testament itself, 99 times talking about angels, you know, so there are different stories out there. But I'd like to tell one story. That's uh, something I heard. I know, uh, I know him. That's one of my previous mentors in India. His name is Joshi. Uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon, he was tired. He was sleeping. So while he was sleeping, one of his church members were in, admitted in a medical college, and he had a dream. The dream is, Joshi, get up and pray for that patient. You know, I want to heal her. So Joshi was absolutely tired. He completely forgot. Four o'clock, you know. So he woke up. <gasps> I forgot. I forgot to pray for this person. You know. So he called his wife and said. I want to go to the medical college, I'll dry, I'll pray for her. I know that something serious is going to happen. When he entered that to the ward and knocked at the door and opened the door, this lady asked, Pastor, have you forgot anything? He's thinking, uh-oh, I'm not understanding. What do you mean by forgot? You, you came here at 2.30, and you prayed for me. God healed me instantly. Next time the doctor came and he gave me a discharge. I'm going home. I was sleeping there. I don't have much theological understanding or biblical exposition to back up that. 
But I was thinking like, even when he was supposed to go and pray, I believe that if God wants to use me to pray for someone, if, if he can take Philip from one place to other place, if God can divide the Red Sea, if can, God can turn water into wine, if God can open the blind eyes, if, he, if God can do miraculous raising people from dead, God can do anything to glorify his name. Hallelujah. If it's in India, people won't sit like this. Because that's something they see every day, you know. But I believe we are going to enter a season. We won't be waiting for woo moments. We will be walking with God and seeing supernatural day and night. Hallelujah. Because when you walk with God, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of persecution, Angels, that's part and parcel. We are not excited about the gold dust or some of things. We are not, ooh, look at that. No, if God wants to do that, he will do that one. That's not our theology. Our theology, we are more focusing into Jesus. We are following Jesus. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Everything belongs to him. Silver, gold, everything belongs to him. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is everything. We are here to worship Jesus. Let me finish quickly. I'll go to the last point. Resting and trusting in God's sovereignty. Actinos prayer. Naturally supernatural. Praying for increase and multiplication. The goal, this is the goal of all God does, to magnify his wisdom and power and spread the fame and his son who saves sinners and glorifies his fathers. That's the reason we are here. It's a mixed, amazing bag. We are not specializing in one thing. We are getting closer to Jesus every day. Knowing him every day. <laughs> Loving him every day. Being in awe of him every day. Falling in worship with him every day. In the midst of that, Thanks for the angel, but I'm here for Jesus. Thank you for raising the dead, but I'm here for Jesus. Oh, sinners are getting saved. I'm here for Jesus. Such a celebration. Let's pray. Father, we pray for this morning, God. Come and fill our hearts with your amazing presence, God. Lord Jesus, it's all about you, God. Nothing is impossible with you, God. How shall it be, Mary asked, since I'm a virgin, then the, then the angel said, nothing is impossible with God. So we don't want to be scared and worried about our theological boundaries. We want to be more in all of your presence, God. Because your spirit is in us, God. Your word is in us, God. You will do uh, whatever you want in our life, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Mm.